Hello, my name is Jerry Jogerst. I'm a family doctor and a geriatrician in the Department of Family Medicine at the University of Iowa. I'm going to speak with you today about the topic of elder mistreatment and its relationship to dementia. I have no disclosures, no financial incentives, or conflict of interest regarding this topic. The goals of the presentation are to present a model of elder mistreatment, describe the types of elder mistreatment, then examine the relationship between elder mistreatment and dementia, and discuss reasons that may predispose demented persons to elder mistreatment. This is a model for elder mistreatment that I would like to go over with you today, and this will help us understand how dementia may impact or lead to elder mistreatment. In this model, there's an individual who may be at risk of elder abuse. There's a person who is held at interest, and there is a relationship between these two uh, persons. Both the individual and the person held in trust is influenced in their capacity by their abilities and their motivations. Abilities include cognitive abilities as well as physical abilities. Motivation would include such things as depression. Abilities can be affected by medical illnesses. An example would be a stroke that would impair physical functioning as well as cognitive abilities. An example of an illness affecting motivation would be depression or other mental health problems that would reduce the motivation to provide the necessary services and the ability to act uh, in accomplishing activities of daily living. An individual's capacity is also affected by opportunities, both opportunities on an individual level. An example of this would be the ability to have a walker available to help with ambulation following a stroke, the ability to have a caregiver providing services such as meal preparation or laundry services in the home uh, following that stroke. Societal opportunities would be such things as public transportation to give an individual the opportunity to take public transportation, to buy their food, to see their physician. Another societal opportunity would be governmental insurances to be able to provide for nursing care. Any imbalance in a person's abilities, opportunities, and motivations can lead to reduced capacity to take care of daily activities. The total summation of abilities, motivation, and opportunities add to that ability to perform activities of daily living. And both in the person held in trust and in the individual, there has to be maintained a balance. When there is an imbalance between the individual's abilities and capacity and the person held in trust's abilities and capacities, this may lead to an elder abuse situation or elder mistreatment. When there's good balance, this can lead to successful aging. We can classify elder mistreatment as physical abuse, financial exploitation, emotional or verbal abuse, neglect, and self-neglect. Self-neglect occurs when the individual who is at risk loses capacity to care for themselves, and there is no one available held in trust to 
provide the services that are required. There is no specific definition that everyone agrees on regarding elder abuse or elder mistreatment. Elder mistreatment and elder abuse are used synonymously. There is differences in state laws regarding abuse. And in Iowa's law, elder abuse is covered under dependent abuse legislation. According to the World Health Organization, elder abuse is a violation of human rights and a significant cause of illness, injury, loss of productivity, isolation, and despair. This is a picture of Mickey Rooney testifying before Congress regarding the abuse that he experienced, both financial and neglectful abuse. Another definition of elder mistreatment is an act of commission, which would be abuse, or omission, which would be neglect, either intentionally or not. This is in one or more types, such as physical, psychological, or financial abuse, which results in harm or threaten harm to the health or welfare of an older adult. Dependent adult abuse is the code in which elder mistreatment is covered in Iowa law. A dependent adult is defined as a person 18 years of age and older who is unable to protect their own interests or adequately perform or obtain services necessary to meet essential human needs. This is a result of physical or mental condition which requires assistance from another. Another way of categorizing elder abuse is by the location in which the abuse occurs. Institutional abuse or mistreatment is defined as occurring in nursing homes or board and care facilities. Domestic abuse occurs in the home of the dependent adult or in the caregiver's home. Self-neglect may be a different entity. This is the conduct of an elder person who lives alone and threatens his or her own safety or health. The Iowa Code for Abuse includes physical abuse types, which could be unreasonable confinement, punishment, or assault, sexual abuse, financial exploitation, and denial of critical care. This can be denial of critical care by the dependent adult or by the caregiver. Of note, there is no psychological or verbal abuse listed in the Iowa Code under dependent adult abuse. The common types of abuse are physical abuse, psychological, and financial abuse and neglect, and I would like to go over each of these in order, starting with physical abuse. Physical abuse is the infliction of physical pain or injury. This can take the form of slapping, bruising, or restraining. Sexual molestation is also included under physical abuse in the Iowa codes, but under Chapter 709, and 726.2. A key finding of physical abuse would be unexplained injuries, or the fact that the explanation for the injuries does not really meet or isn't consistent with the physical findings. 
This is an example of bilateral injuries to an individual that was reported to have a single fall on the floor. These injuries are inconsistent with report how the injury occurred. This led to a humeral fracture that required surgical intervention to correct this fracture. It is easy to pick up on physical abuse when we see someone tied to a wheelchair. But most of the time we will not be encountering individuals tied in wheelchairs, but they may have linear injuries and this should alert us are these linear injuries uh, a result of ligatures that have been placed on the patient? And this should signify that there is a potential abusive situation. Bilateral orbital uh, injuries should not occur from a fall onto the face without evidence of forehead and nasal injuries. So the story here is inconsistent with a fall uh, landing on the face. Lateral ecchymosis can easily be explained by accidental injuries. Medial ecchymosis and bruising both on the inner thigh here as well as on the upper abdomen is more consistent with physical abuse or sexual molestation. Psychological abuse is another category of abuse which again is not included in Iowa law. This is the infliction of mental anguish, humiliation, intimidation, and threats. A key question that could be asked regarding psychological abuse, has anyone scolded or threatened you? Financial abuse is the improper or illegal use of an elder's resources without his or her consent for someone else's benefit. This includes stealing, coercing a person to sign contracts, or the changing of a will. A key question here would be, has anyone taken anything of yours without asking? Neglectful abuse is the failure to fulfill caregiving obligations to provide goods or services. This includes abandonment, denial of food or health services, failure to provide health aids such as glasses and dentures, also substandard care in a home despite adequate finances should signal uh, the possibility of a neglectful uh, environment. Keys to discovering neglect would include discovering dehydration in a patient or pressure ulcers. A question to be asked are you receiving enough care in the home? If there's a negative answer, this should signal the need for further investigation. Pressure also can be from an individual not being moved properly. We really can't tell the extent of damage of a pressure ulcer without debridement of the eschar. In this patient with a debrided pressure ulcer of the hip, we see that tissue destruction went deep into the tissues all the way down to the trochanter of the bone. Multiple pressure ulcers formed in a debilitated person who is severely malnourished can be caused by inadequate movement of the patient from side to side. Again, malnutrition is a key risk factor for developing pressure ulcers.
and a sign of neglect. A home investigation may be very informative regarding elder mistreatment. Elder mistreatment is a hidden problem, and we can see from the outside of this townhouse in Phoenix there seems to be no problems within the dwelling. But if we go into the home, we find that the circumstances there are quite neglectful. Entering the home, we see that on the first floor there is very little uh, furniture in the living room and in the kitchen. And when we open up the refrigerator, there is very little food and the food that's there is spoiled. We head upstairs and we notice immediately that the temperature is very warm. We walk to the back bedroom through a long hallway and open the door and see this mess. We look off to the left and we see the torso of a female in the fetal position. She is lying there in her feces and in her urine. This is an extremely neglectful situation and physical abuse has occurred here as well as severe neglect. In further investigations, we find out that the so-called caregivers were being paid to provide services that they were not providing to the females in this home. There are many different estimates of the prevalence and the incidence of elder mistreatment in the United States. Prevalence rates range from 700,000 to 2.5 million U.S. elders. Domestic abuse incidents in persons 60 and older were estimated at a half a million in 1996. Approximately only one in five abuse cases are actually reported and substantiated by the Adult Protective Service agencies. The one-year prevalence in Amsterdam was 5.7%. The majority of that was verbal or psychological abuse. In the United Kingdom reports anywhere from 2 to 10% of the elderly population being mistreated. A 10-year incidence rate in Iowa of reported abuse was only 1.27%. Is there less abuse in Iowa or is there less recognition and reporting of abuse in Iowa? The most recent national survey of elder mistreatment was obtained through a stratified random digit dialing method of almost 7,000 adults 60 years and older. The annual incidence of abuse through this study was uncovered as 11.4%. The majority of the types of abuses included emotional, financial, and potential neglect. Only 1.6% of the abuse was physical abuse in this sample of individuals that have access to a phone and were able to answer the telephone. Reported abuse in Iowa nursing homes was approximately 2% of individuals in nursing homes and we see that less than half of those were actually substantiated by the state investigating agency. There are many risk factors for elder abuse, and some of them are listed here, including the abuser's dependence on the victim. And a lot of times this is financial dependence uh, on the victim. 
the abuser's psychological state, such as mental illness and substance abuse, can be a risk factor, as well as the victim's poor health status and cognitive state. Social isolation is a risk factor and makes it harder to discover an abusive situation. Stressful life events and chronic financial strains can be a, a risk factor, as well as a violent relationship in the spousal uh, relationship earlier in life. Identifying elder mistreatment is difficult. United States Preventive Task Force states that there is not adequate uh, evidence for or against screening of elder uh, mistreatment. But in individuals, when there are multiple risk factors, it may be wise to use some screening questions to uncover a potential abusive situation. Questions to be asked could include, has anyone at home ever hurt you? Has anyone taken things of yours without asking? It is extremely important to talk with elder persons away from their caregivers if you do suspect an abusive situation. Also interviewing family members separately to see what their stories are and to see if their stories match the stories that you obtain from the potential victim. Evaluation of potential abuse victims should be undertaken if there's a positive screen in some of the screening questions that we discuss. It is important to document the when, the where of maltreatment, uh, where it occurred as well as by whom caused the maltreatment. Uh, note the individual's statements about their uh, abusive situation. Note their behaviors. Uh, do they cringe when the potential caregiver enters the room? What is their appearance? Do they appear well-groomed? Do they appear that they haven't had a bath uh, in a long time? One of the good areas to look at are just the feet. Uh, usually foot care is one of the first things to go in a neglectful situation. There are many barriers to communication with the older adult. These include ageist attitudes, that maybe we just think that the individual is suffering because they're old. The sensory deficits, both of hearing and vision, may impact our ability to interview a person adequately, to assess them adequately, and cognitive impairment make it extremely difficult uh, in certain persons uh, to assess uh, their overall well-being. This leads us to the consideration of the relationship between dementia and maltreatment. Dementia is a syndrome of late life affecting approximately 10% of elderly individuals living in North America. A 2011 study of almost 9,000 community-dwelling elders found that 238 of them had elder abuse reports uh, filed. It was noted that there was an increase of abuse associated with the lowest tertile for global cognitive functioning mental status examinations, episodic memory, and perceptual speed. The odds ratio are listed here. There's a four times greater risk 
of having an elder abuse report if global cognition is markedly reduced. The lowest levels of cognitive function are associated with all types of abuse, including physical, emotional, caregiver neglect, and financial exploitation. We see that the highest odds ratio is for caregiver neglect associated with reduced global cognition. In this study of home visits, 201 clients that were referred to Arizona Adult Protective Service were evaluated in their homes. In this sample of predominantly females aged 77 years on average, it was found that 91% were determined to be abused, and the vast majority of this abuse was neglect. Almost half of these individuals had the diagnosis of dementia. Heath performed a similar study in New Jersey of 211 Adult Protective Service clients. Again, the vast majority were female, average age 77 years. 62% of these individuals had a diagnosis of dementia. Dementia was correlated with financial exploitation and again with caregiver neglect. The prevalence of dementia in cases of neglect were investigated by Dyer in Baylor University. This was referred cases for comprehensive geriatric assessment. It was found in the 47 individuals with neglect, 40% of whom were male and the average age was 76 years, that 62% of these individuals were suffering from depression and half were suffering from dementia. This was compared to only 12% and 30% in individuals that were not being evaluated for neglect. A later study by Dyer was a chart review of 460 persons 60 years of age and older undergoing comprehensive assessment. The mean age, 76 years, 70% were women. 50% were found to have abnormal mental status exams. Three quarters had abnormal physical functioning and almost all showed moderate to poor social support. Wigglesworth in California provided a study of screening for mistreatment in persons with dementia. He used a convenience sample of 129 persons with dementia and their caregivers. 47% were found to be mistreated by the use of three separate screening instruments. The combination of care receiver of physical assault and psychological aggression proved to be the best sensitivity and specificity for the diagnosis of mistreatment. Caregiver factors related to mistreatment in dementia patients included anxiety and depressive symptoms, 
limited social contacts, the perception of burden and emotional status being affected or limiting uh, a person's abilities. The care recipient's psychological aggression and physical assault behaviors were associated with mistreatment. There appears to be a difference in the perception of trust in younger and older individuals. Excessive trust may explain greater vulnerability to fraud. The anterior insular activation or the gut feeling, which predicts risk avoidant behavior, tends to be muted in older adults versus younger adults when they're exposed to untrustworthy faces. Executive function or higher order processing includes working memory, abstract concept formation, inhibition and switching abilities, problem solving, and obeying social rules. Also, the ability to monitor one's behavior is included under executive function. In this study of over 1,000 persons, 76% female and an average age of 75 years, who are receiving home services in the Boston area, it is found that 37% had the highest Trails B scores of greater than 300 seconds, which signified significant executive dysfunction. So in individuals who qualify for home services may have executive dysfunction and may be potential victims for such things as financial abuse or fraud. Going back to the model of elder mistreatment, we see that if there is an imbalance between the individual's capabilities, which are influenced by their abilities, motivations, and opportunities, and the capabilities of that person held in trust, this may lead to elder mistreatment. The balance between these capabilities may lead to successful aging. In conclusion, elder mistreatment is a prevalent and often missed problem. It can be viewed as an imbalance between the victim's needs and resources in a setting devoid of dependable caregiving. Demanding illness accelerates the need for care, reduces the ability to evaluate the victim, and is an important risk factor for elder mistreatment and neglect.